Hi, welcome back to Venture Out series on student entrepreneurship. My name is Dylan Fontaine, and today we are again joined by Ellie Minershagen of Acute Accents. If you haven't already, go listen to Ellie's first and second episodes where she discusses her experience, the importance of student entrepreneurship, and her advice for getting started. Ellie, welcome back. Thank you. So last episode, we talked about your advice and how other students can work towards starting their own business. Uh, we have student entrepreneurs listening right now who are probably asking, well, now that I have an idea of where to begin, what other resources are available to me along the way? And, and today we will discuss the resources that Ellie has used and where she found them. And so to open it up, where did you initially go for information when starting your business? Um, well, I guess like at the very beginning, um, when I was just kind of playing around with Clay, I honestly looked through Instagram hashtags and I thought that was really useful in seeing other people's products um, because it, it gave me some inspiration for my own designs, pricing, um, sort of like the structure of how I would share my products as well. So that was really helpful in just seeing kind of models of what I wanted to do. Um, but in terms of like actual business advice, I didn't really think through a lot of logistics until I joined Oso Launch um, as I've mentioned several times throughout these podcasts, that um, it's, a, it's a mentorship cohort um, at Baylor that's open to all majors, which is cool. And um, it's just for student entrepreneurs. You get um, a lot of great advice through that program. And that really helped me to work out the, the details of, I guess, how I was going to um, feasibly plan for my business um, kind of longer term than just a summer hobby. Um, and I also, you know, started working with Gib Reynolds from Startup Waco, um, and he's been so much help as like a one-on-one -on -one coach. Um, Dylan was awesome too last year through Oso Launch, but but yes, I love working with Gib um, and and getting um, immediate feedback on just all kinds of ideas. He really helped me think through things, um, and even just like questions to ask on my stories. Like he'll give me some good ideas for how to pull people. Um, so that has really transformed, I think, the, the professionalism of my business mm -hmm. for sure, uh, especially on the logistical side. Um, and, in, and I guess in terms of like places to sell and people to, to get connected to in Waco, Oso Launch really helped me to get to know some of those community members. They introduced me to Eric Winares from the Eastside Market. Um, and I've been selling there for like over a year now, which is awesome. I love being part of that um, market every month. Um, and then I, from the Eastside market, I met Danielle Hale, who does Don't Eat Beads. She has like beaded earrings that are really beautiful. And now we share a booth at the Handmade Farmer's Market, which is so cool. Um, and just like through those, just even those two connections, I've been introduced to several other people. Um, I was introduced to Eduardo Garcia from uh, Lalo's Coffee and Pastries, and that's how I, I did that collaboration with them and just with a lot of local community members. So I think my advice for someone starting out is to reach out um, to those local community members and take advantage, especially if you're a student on a campus, um, mm -hmm. you have an entrepreneurship or just business department, um, and your professors, and uh, I mean, they'll they'll have a lot of wisdom on their own, but also they'll be able to connect you to more resources, especially if you're like 
not from the area, which I'm not from Waco. Um, that's been a huge help in getting me plugged in to the community um, and to an audience really. So, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so when, when talking about information regarding how to start your business, you said that that was something that you didn't really focus on before. And, and some people, I think it's still great to go online and, and just start Google searching everything. I mean, that's probably, that's the first thing I know. That's the first thing that everybody does when looking for information is they hop online and they Google search, but you had men yeah. mentioned uh, the OSA launch program and you had mentioned Gib Reynolds, but also utilizing uh, the immediate network around you. And so cr correct me if I'm wrong, but from what it sounds like from what you said, the way that you sought out a lot of your information was simply by networking and picking the brains of, of other entrepreneurs around you, correct? Yeah, definitely. And so I guess going back to, to Gib, I wanna ask, because mentorship is very important, should students, uh, student entrepreneurs seek out a business mentor? And if, if they're wanting to start their own business, is that something that you would advise and encourage? I think absolutely. Um, I, I think having a mentor is so important because uh, whether it is like an actual person coaching you, which not everybody has the opportunity to find, um, but it, it could be that or just simply following along a Skillshare class or even just watching somebody's Instagram growth, like that, that can be learning in itself. And um, I think any of those options, it's really um, helpful to see what other people did and what worked and what didn't, because then you don't have to repeat those mistakes um, for your own business. And I think, um, so in that sense, like have, uh, speaking with someone who has experience or reading books or blogs or, you know, whatever, where people have shared their experiences, that's super valuable to uh, insight for just like what to do, what not to do. Um, but I think also Gib is really great for feedback on just some ideas I have for, you know, having a sale or something. He's made me think through like, how much do I lose doing that? Is it really worth like the, mm -hmm. you know, I guess like the views of um, people resharing things. Um, so I think that, um, you know, his feedback on those kind of business proposals is also so valuable. So if you can find a mentor or just a support group or friends, um, that makes a huge difference because you really do need um, critique of your work. Um, and especially in the early stages. And I think just forever, it's really good to have outside opinions on what you're working on. Um, and sometimes, you know, I started working with my friends and family, but you know, they always want the best for you and they're not gonna be really critical of your products. Not that Gib is, but just that you need an honest opinion of um, what you're doing and if there's something you're really missing or um, you could improve. So right. um, yeah, I definitely recommend so it. If a student is looking for a mentor, right? I know sometimes when I look around my network, if I'm if I'm trying to to learn about something, I often don't know where to start. And so asking for someone to be a mentor or a business coach 
is a pretty big ask because you're asking for them to also dedicate some of their time. Um, and so what the first question I have is, where would you encourage students to look for a mentor? And two, how would you advise asking someone to be your mentor? Good questions. I think, um, well, first, I think you can look in lots of different places. I think your faculty, um, you know, if you're a student, they are great resources. And a lot of the time they they want you to succeed. You could honestly like start just going to office hours and probing them <laughs> a little bit and um, take advantage of that time to, to ask some business questions because um, they are great resources. I also think um, if there's someone who really inspires you, I think you know, not everybody is willing to give free advice. You might have to pay for coaching, but um, reaching out to someone and just letting them know like, hey, I'm really inspired by your work. Um, would, you know, I have a few questions because I want to start my own business. Like, would you mind answering them? Um, it never hurts to ask. Um, when I was in high school, I did this um, like mentorship program basically for a couple years and you got to shadow somebody in a, a field that you were looking into. Um, and at that time I thought I was gonna do law, which sounds crazy now because I don't wanna do that. But um, <laughs> I shadowed a judge in my area for a year. And as much as I realized I don't like the law, um, it was a great experience because she introduced me to so many people. She showed me what a day-to-day -day, um, you know, looks like for her career. And you know, I got to go visit the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is really cool. Um, and so I think finding someone like that to, who's very experienced in whatever you're doing, um, it's just so valuable to learn from them and just watch them, um, especially if you have no idea how it works. Like if you're really just starting out, it's good to see how somebody does something. So, um, you know, depending on what you're doing, like for me, I did look at other jewelry stores, like if people had storefronts um, and I was thinking about that, I, I wanted to see like, how do they operate? Like, do they like, is it just jewelry? Um, you know, are they able to still make a profit if they're only selling one product? You know, it's good to just like do a little bit of small research like that and just look around. Um, and you could even work for one of those businesses um, and just see, see how that works. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of asking, I think cold calls are awkward, but <laughs> it's possible. I think it's good to get coffee with someone and tell them about what you're trying to do, like why you're trying to learn from them. Um, and a lot of people are willing to help. They want, um, they want to support you, it's, but especially on, on campus, it's so great to take advantage of those resources because they, um, they're already your teachers. So they, they, like, they want to see you succeed and they have so much advice to give. So it's really important to just reach out. Um, and if they say no, that's the worst that can happen. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I like how you mentioned finding someone who inspires you and asking them to coffee, right. And just picking their brain. Um, so before I guess you find someone who inspires you or, or if you haven't yet, and you're wanting to get started or, or you have questions to ask and you're not sure where to go, where would you encourage students to start, start looking for information? Online is great. Google is awesome. <laughs> Just to take a look at how other people are operating their businesses. 
um, that's a good place to start for sure. I think that it's also good to identify like where do people sell what you're trying to sell um, and really get plugged into those networks. Um, I think what I had a, a difficult time doing when I sold my American Girl Doll Foods was <laughs> nobody was selling that. No, like nobody bought um, products like that from Instagram, but I was only on Instagram and most of the YouTubers would sell like furniture and food and whatever. This is so niche, but, <laughs> but I was selling it to the wrong audience. Um, and so I think it's really important. Like, I don't know it, it, if you're on Redbubble or something or Depop, like it's good to identify like where's the best place for that. And then um, really familiarize yourself with that platform and get to know those users. There's lots of um, community just to be had. I think you just have to seek it out. Um, and so I think it's great to just find other entrepreneurs online or at your campus and ask them about their stories too, because they're in the exact same boat as you, mm -hmm. um, which is great. But yeah, and in, in terms of mentors, I think you can you can really find them um, anywhere and you can, you can Google them, read their bios, <laughs> learn more about um, those people and, and who inspires you. But I think definitely seeing someone's work is a kind of, um, important. And so you can find those things through a quick Google search. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's probably the most efficient way to start looking for information. And so you had mentioned Osa launch before multiple times and you, you meet Gib at startup Waco, which is, uh, a, an incubator program in downtown Waco. So I'll ask, are there local organizations that other local organizations that would help a student start their business and maybe tell us about which ones you've used? Yeah, um, I think for sure, I would highly recommend Startup Waco and Oso Launch. Um, but you know, if you don't attend Baylor or um, you know, you do, but you're, you don't wanna be a part of those things, there are lots of other great communities. Um, I think, first of all, just like your peers, like that's such a good untapped resource a lot of the time. Um, even like, there are a lot of like people doing a small hustle that you don't think about and you're like, oh, that's just my friend selling this thing. But that's actually like, you can make a community out of that. Um, and that's essentially why I started my brand ambassador program was I wanted to have more of an acute accent community. Um, and so, I reached out to those people that I knew um, who supported me and I wanted to support them as well. Supporting small is great. Um, I think in Waco, I know there's like Tuesdays Together is like a female program that you can be a part of um, for like female entrepreneurs, I believe. Um, there's, you know, all kinds of Facebook groups you can join for like Waco farmers markets or, um, you know, just being a part of local markets like the East Side Market and things like that. You get to know people really easily um, just through participating. And I think once you meet one person that can really start to connect you to more. Um, so it's just important to like start getting out there and attending things, even if you're not selling, I think it's good to just attend local events so you can get plugged in. You can reach out to someone and be like, Hey, um, here's my business card or just write it down <laughs> and be like, here's my Instagram. Um, and let them check out your work because I think, you know, networking is, is so valuable in that way. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think that there are there are lots of different groups. There's lots of, you know, there's the Baylor Entrepreneurship Club now. Um, there's also just like 
your own major, that uh, there's a lot of people and professors, part of that, um, all kinds of resources. And I don't even think you really need to have like a special hub. I think that's helpful, but you can really get started anywhere um, and eventually begin to get plugged in as people start to notice your work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you don't have to know everybody to get started. Right, yeah, and, and I know in most cities or, um, or at least some counties have them, but the Chamber of Commerce, if you get, yeah. you get plugged in the Chamber of Commerce and those are incredibly helpful because you become, uh, typically you do have to pay a membership fee, but you, you enter the chamber and then there are almost like sub committees or, or other clubs that are a part of the chamber. And so chamber's goal is to really help facilitate the, the introduction of businesses new and or existing into others uh, to meet and, and conduct commerce between each other. Now, uh, it, it also doesn't have to be, uh, like you had mentioned, a business-centric organization or club. It can be a peer group. It can be a social group, I think. I think introducing yourself to a social group is important when starting your business because it may they may turn out to be your clients, right? And I'm not saying that that you join this club to to build a book of business, but if you see that there's some mutual value, I think that's more than uh, more than useful. So, yeah, incubator programs for for uh, typically there's an incubator program in most cities or towns incubator programs, because we're students, like you had said, we have a plethora of resources available to us, whether it be your, your faculty, um, entire entrepreneurial departments, maybe entrepreneurship clubs, um, really like mentorship programs like OSA Launch. Those are all great resources uh, in addition to getting plugged in with your community. So I think that's really given a lot of students a good place to start or, or begin looking for information if they haven't. Um, to sum it up, online, right? Google it, reach out to, to your community, start building a network. Don't be afraid to ask people out to coffee, right? And, and pick their brains. Because if you find someone who inspires you, as you had said, let them know, because that's flattering for them as well. Um, and then get plugged into a chamber or a club or an incubator program. And I, I think those are probably the best places to start. From there, you begin learning so much about your business as you have. And it, it, it begins to pick up. So. Again, Ellie, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your experience across this series on student entrepreneurship. Uh, from my understanding, we will have your contact information available through our Venture Out Instagram at Venture Out Podcast. If anybody were to have any questions, uh, they could reach out to you. This will conclude our series on student entrepreneurship. We hope you have enjoyed and feel that you have walked away learning something. If you have suggestions for future series, please reach out to us. We are always open to suggestions. Continue to do all the good things and take care, friends. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you.